Welcome to the Success with God and Psych podcast, where it's all about a purpose-driven life where God and psychology mix together and guide your way. And now, your host who's funny, informative, and a straight shooter, doing this so you have a better life, Dr. Jessica Kersner. Hey, 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 beautiful people. Well, I'm back. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Uh, And it feels good to be back. It feels good to be back talking to you guys, bringing new stuff. Uh, I love helping. And so in this time away, I've spent some time with God, rejuvenating, resting myself, resting my brain, allowing my spiritual time to rejuvenate. And uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to talk again. And so today we're going to talk about facing your fears. Uh, And while we talk about facing your fears, we're going to talk about facing yourself. So what do you do when sometimes you are so afraid and it feels like I can't push through the hurdle or I can't uh, overcome this thing because I am stuck in myself. Like I can't push past me. I'm the hurdle. It's not the outside world. It's not uh, this overarching like feeling coming to get you. It's really just you. You know, if I could get past me, I could do this thing. What do you do? How do we do that? We'll talk about this right after break, guys. Happiness is defined as a state of well-being and joy. Did you know laughter increases happiness? William James said, we don't laugh because we're happy. We're happy because we laugh. Studies have shown laughter can decrease stress and pain and even increase your immunity. Laughter provides not only emotional, but physical release. What can you do? Find moments to laugh with family and friends and coworkers every day. Watch funny videos on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram TV, or any social media platform where you can watch videos. Also, journal about funny memories from your past that you can remember as a way to laugh daily or ensure that you don't forget and give yourself a laugh on a bad day in the future. This has been your Helenite Dr. K's Focus Me Minute with Dr. Jessica Kersman. Get more info at Helenite Dr. K at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or listen to the Success with God in Sight podcast. All right, all right, all right. So what is fear? Uh, the definition of fear is to be afraid something is likely to be dangerous, painful, or threatening. Now, painful, dangerous are are two obvious ones. So I'm going to talk about threatening because when we talk about overcoming ourselves with fear and uh, facing yourself, you're facing the fact that uh, you feel something is threatening to you. And when we say threatening, I mean feeling vulnerable or at risk. And that's huge. That's a huge area of things because when I feel vulnerable, I feel I am open, exposed, that I can... uh, be hurt or injured, whether it's emotionally or physically. And uh, most of the time when we're trying to overcome fear, we're trying to overcome the fear of feeling vulnerable or that something is threatening that I'm going to fail. And that failure is is threatening because it's like, I don't want to fail. No one wants to fail. No one's like, yes, let's fail 20 times. Um, even though you have failed all your life at things and overcame them, when you learn to walk you know, you your your parents hold your hands to help you walk, but you fall a million times when you're trying to do it by yourself. And you watch a kid when they do that. And the more they fall, then they get right back up and they try again. And we're just like, oh, man, look at them. Look at that spirit. Look at that fire. And you think, oh, well, they have not been exposed to life yet. When really 
it's the same thing that we have to do later is that when you, you get down, you have to say, okay, I know I might fall. I know I have to feel vulnerable of the fall. I have to feel it's coming. Like I, I, it could happen. I can have the risk of that. But what do I still do? Is the option to sit here and have someone carry me all the time? No, I need to push through. And so when we first get there, we have to say, what is that fear? That fear, if you coin it for yourself, that I feel threatened right now, or I feel feel vulnerable, or I'm feeling at risk, and try to think for yourself, where where do I feel vulnerable? Where do I feel the risk is coming from? Is it coming from just failure? Is it coming from connecting? Is it coming from where's that coming from? And that starts. And so it's very powerful to give it a name that you have or give it a coin, like coin it and not just saying I'm afraid. Because once you admit that piece to yourself, you're good, right? You start off. It's kind of like I say, you're talking to the man in the mirror. I'm talking to the man in the mirror. So yes, talk to talk to yourself and say, what is it? What's what am I facing here? So okay, I'm feeling vulnerable. I'm at risk. I'm fe- I'm a fear of failure, right? And so then I thought, you know, let's talk about what the Bible says about fear. And you know, I, I couldn't really find a definition of what fear was in the Bible, but I did find where in First Timothy one seven, uh, the scripture says, "For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind." And for today, I wanted to talk about that scripture and when facing yourself and overcoming yourself, because when it says, okay, so God didn't give us a spirit of fear. He didn't say you wouldn't feel it. He just said he didn't give it to us. But he says, so I gave you the power, the spirit of power, love, and of a sound mind. And so in that case, we use those things to overcome it when I'm feeling it. So when I fear fearful, how do we use those three things um, to face it? And so I'm going to talk about one, and then I'm going to talk about power right now. And then I'm going to come back and talk about the other two after the break. So we talk about but a power. So when I feel fearful, when I fear that fear, I feel vulnerable. How do I use power? And when we look at where what God is talking about with power in the Bible, he's talking about strength, you know, being steadfast, being persistent, enacting that will. Uh, We're not talking about power as in like you're the supervisor at your job over some other people. That's not power. We're talking about that power, that power that you have over yourself and over your situation. And so I can be consistent. So when we say steadfast, we're talking about being consistent. Uh, and first though, you have to enact your will. And what does it mean to enact my will? So that's where your power comes in the beginning. You have to know what that what what you're trying to overcome. So if my fear is that I won't ever stop overeating and lose weight, then I say, okay, how do I enact my will in this situation? Where's my power? Where's that will at? And so what do I do? How do I say to myself, I can do this and I want to do this? That's basically where we enact that will. How do I motivate myself? How do I get myself to a place where I'm like, yo, I want to do this. I want to stop eating McDonald's, Burger King, and uh, oh, say, let's say Subway five times a day before three o'clock in the afternoon. How do I do that? And the first thing you normally hear people say, let's use, just keep using the weight loss example. First thing they say is, well, it's the quickest option. It's I can afford. I don't have any time to prepare my meals. I don't have this. So they talk about all the reasons 
why they cannot have the willpower or enact that will. But we don't talk about what is our reason to do it. And so when we get to that place and you look at yourself in that mirror and you say, you know what? Hey, self, uh, what's the reason we want to do it? Why do I need to do this? Well, you know, because I'm not healthy right now. Um, you know, when I when I walk for more than five five minutes or just to walk down the hall, I'm short as a breath. And you, so you have your health reasons. And if you are having health reasons, then you're like, you know what? I want to live or I want to I want to see my kids grow old or see my grandkids or I want to be able to walk three miles instead of and not and then begin to breathe hard versus walking five steps and breathing hard. Whatever it is, or if it's just I want to be able to be proud of myself because I was able to do it and I thought I couldn't. Whatever enacts that will for you, we need to do that piece first. And so and there's a reason they say them in that order. And so the power piece is enacting that will and saying to myself, what's my motivation? How do I find out? How do I say to myself, this is beneficial that right now I need to be like that kid. And when I fall, I get up. And when I fall again, I get up. And when I fall again, I get up instead of I just sit down on the second time and cry, you know, and it doesn't mean you get up 10 times in that one minute. Like, uh, some people expect you to do sometimes it's just saying, okay, I take a breather and then I come back to it. So if you say, okay, I'm just going to do this one day a week, you know? And so that's what we're saying. It doesn't have to be your all in, but enacting your will means that you're saying, I'm going to do this to some degree. I'm going to start this process. I'm going to say, Hey, I say, yes, I'm going to do this for me. And so that's where that power comes in. When we come back, we're going to say, how does love apply to this? And how does a sound mind apply to this? Hmm. And do I have a sound mind? <laughs> Some people say I don't. We'll be back right after this. Meet Fred. Fred once felt stuck in a rut and he had trouble connecting with other people. Then Fred read the book Path to Loving Yourself by Dr. Jessica Kersner. Fred found the book interesting and exciting. The down to earth approach that the book takes helped to increase his self esteem. Now, Fred spends less time feeling bad, and he grew to first love himself. Eventually, he gained the capacity to connect with others. You too can benefit from The Path to Loving Yourself by Dr. Jessica Kirzner. Get your copy for only $9.95 from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Books A Million. That's Path to Loving Yourself by Dr. Jessica Kirzner. Get up on your signed copy at healingaxcoach.org. All right, guys, and we're back. And so we talked about, for God have not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. First Timothy 1 and 7. And we were applying that to um, how to face your fears, how to overcome yourself. And so we already talked about, okay, power, done. So now let's talk about love. So how does the spirit of love help me overcome fear? And I know instantly what you're thinking, love, fear, nothing to do with each other. But they do. They have so much to do with each other. Because when we talk about love, we're talking about that love for others and that love for yourself. And God has always been about loving you because he loves you and love others because you love others. And so first we talked about enacting that will. So if I, if I have a reason for the motivation, or maybe these two go together for you, and that you say, okay, because I love myself, this is what 
I should do for myself. So we go back to that weight loss thing. If my health is in jeopardy. So then I would say, okay, I want to lose the weight because I love myself and I want to like take care of my myself because my health is poor. You know, if you're saying, okay, I walk five steps and I'm, I can't barely breathe, then yes, let's, let's say, do you love yourself enough that, you know, right now I want to live. I want to be healthy. And you push through. That gives you that reason. That gives you that place where you're like, okay, I have a reason. And then you just have to enact that will on that and say, you know what? I can do this. I will do this. You know, I, I say yes. And I say yes is a big part of that in will. You can't just say I have it. It's, it's enough to say I have to say yes to this. I say yes. So yes. Um. So you want to say yes. So then the love for yourself, but the love for yourself also says that, you know, when you have that fear, I know me, I am my worst critic, right? And I have some people that oftentimes the people that are the most anxious, that struggle the most with fear are in that same place. I, I am that, that way myself. I've just always been that person that when I feel fearful, I leap because I know I feel it and I know it can be paralyzing to me. And I'm like, hey, I got to go. But I remember this one time I was on the high ropes course uh, in Kansas here at uh, in Newton. And we were on high ropes and we have this long pole. It's like a, a light pole. And you, you get to the top of that pole and you're standing on it. And you have to jump off to hit the hit the ball. And you when you jump off, you're jumping into like dead space. And you're t- I'm tied to a harness, you know, harness hooked up. And I know that this I trust the system. So meaning I trust that if I jump, I'm not going to fall. Mentally, I trust it. But I felt so vulnerable. I felt so at risk. I felt that fear, right? I felt that fear and that fear had me paralyzed. I was on the top of that that pole and I was like, oh man, everyone's like three, two, one. And I was like, I can't jump, can't jump, can't do it. No, 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 can't do it. And uh, they were like, come on, you could do it. And I was like, I know, I know, but let me, let me, let me just face this myself. Let me do it. You know, the motivation from everybody else didn't matter. It was really myself. And it was like, how was I going to do this? And so then the, the guy that was supporting us, he said, hey, you want me to come get you or you want me to wheel you back down? And I was like, no, the option to go down this way is not. That's not an option. I have to do this. I have to jump. And so they count again. One, two, three. And I'm like, they're like, and I'm like, yeah, I can't do it. I just can't. So I felt stuck. And so I'm having this inner dialogue with myself. And I'm like, OK, I have the will. I want to do it. I said, yes, I said, I'm going to jump. Right. And I'm stuck. They keep counting. And then I tell myself, I'm just going to do it. Just going to do it. Just going to do it. Doesn't happen. And so then what do I think is like, okay, so if I don't do this, I am going to regret this forever on myself. I am going to be like Jessica. One day I'm just going to be walking outside, going to get ice cream. My brain's going to say, you know, you should have jumped off that pole. And I'm going to think I should have. I should have. What was the worst that was going to happen? Ice cream, maybe pee on myself. Ah, you never know. But at the end of the day, I still would have done it. And because I trusted the process in that I knew I couldn't die. You know, let's say I slipped and fell. At most, I might have broke a leg. I could take that. But I did it. Right. So they count again. I still don't jump. And then my brain said, Jessica, just do it. And I said, you know what? Just do it. That's it. Don't think 
already weighed the consequences. I already know the system. Like going through that over and over is not going to help me do it. I've already enacted that will. I just need to push through, right? I just need to do. And why? Because I love myself enough not to give myself that inner dialogue later when I'm walking outside just to go to my car to grab my books or grab something. And then I go, I crap, I should have jumped off that pole because that's me. That's what would have happened. And because I know myself. And so a lot of this piece is checking, knowing you and knowing what you are capable of and what you can do. But also, what are your what are your weaknesses and those mental and emotional weaknesses? Because sometimes the, the other option is fearful, but facing yourself is harder. Facing yourself knowing I didn't even try because I can try and fail. You know, if I fail, I'm OK, you know, because then I'm like, well, I just couldn't do it. But if I don't at least try it, then it beat me and I beat myself and I allowed it. And that is a harder place for me to take mentally than anything. I can take the failure. You know, I don't like the failure, but I can take the failure because I at least say I did it. And someone could say, yeah, but it wasn't for you. And I'll say, nah, it wasn't my thing. But I tried it. Eh." You know, you can try like, uh, I don't know, you think of something. Someone says, hey, did you try this sport? Yeah, wasn't good at it. Do you go, oh, well, I've never tried it. I probably should. That's me. I'm like, oh, well, I tried it. (laughs) Wasn't my thing. So you want to try. So uh, and next we're going to talk about sound mind. So I made a joke earlier, say some people say, oh, you know, you don't have a sound mind or, you know, they try to talk about that. And I'm not talking about sound mind in this. Are you lucid or are you psychotic or, you know, are you not there? Are you demon possessed? No. When we talk about sound mind here, when we look at the Greek and we look at what the translation would better be, when we're talking about self-control. So how do I use self-control to fight my fears. And so people say, well, if I don't do it, if I stay right where I'm at, then I don't feel fearful. Uh, But is that really true? So when you don't do it and you say, oh, I am so self-controlled that I don't do it at all. Does it really stop you from feeling that fear? No, because you have that plaguing feeling that you need to do it, that I need to make this happen. And you know, it's something you want. You know, it's something you desire. You know, it's something that would be beneficial, but you can't overcome yourself. So how do we use self-control? How do I, the process of controlling myself, make this happen? And so let's talk about self-control. So how can self-control be motivating? So sometimes self-control, no, not even sometimes, most times when you enact that will, and now you know, okay, I love myself enough to say I have to push through this, then how does self-control play in facing your fears and fighting your fears and facing yourself? And when we get here, we say, okay, self-control. So I want to stay home from work today, but I know I have to pay my bills. I know I have to uh, be a part of my team. I know I have to, I have a responsibility to the people that uh, come in and that are my patients. Um, I know I have a responsibility to my family. And so that self-control says sometimes when you don't, when, when you can't, um, when you can't say why, and other two things don't work. When you, you couldn't say to yourself, you know what, I have a reason that I love myself or I have a reason to enact that will here. The self-control part says, okay, so 
when we add the A's and the B's and the C's up, what's the logical response? What's the responsible response? What's the self-discipline saying? And the self-discipline says, okay, that's our, that's our logical place. That's our, our cognitive place that says, okay, self, um, if I'm walking five steps and I'm short of breath, then this is probably not going to be good for me because why, if I need to work, then I, can I adequately do my job in most places? No. Most people don't sit down all day, even if you're walking at your job just to the bathroom, unless you're like a computer programmer and even you, they walk around. It's like if you could sit and never walk at your job, I guess that's good for you. But most people do move some. So you're saying in those things, is this a good place for you? Is this is this beneficial? No, it's not. And so self-discipline is said, I have to build up that endurance. I have to build it up to where I can walk without being short of breath, without feeling this way or without having the appearance of that. I, I can't make it right because you, you just can't function well when you do your job that way. And so that self-discipline says, you know what? I have to change this because of that. Or I have to be punctual to work because, you know, I have to start on time. My boss expects it. And so then you become self-disciplined, even though you want to be late. And so same thing with fear. And so if if the thing was for me to get off that pole, it's like I knew for myself I had to just do it. To fight myself, I need to know my weaknesses. I could stand there and have this inner dialogue with myself all day. And so to discipline myself in that moment was to say, self, stop talking to yourself. Stop doing this all day. Nothing's going to change. I'm going to be stuck. And every time they stop, I'm going to keep going. And then the next person can't go, you know. And so what do I do? Just do it. Just leap. That was my self-discipline. And so in that moment, that was the discipline in myself. That was the control of myself is to say, stop talking to yourself back and forth, saying the same thing in a loop. It doesn't matter either, you know, either, either go to the bathroom or get off the toilet, you know? And that's, that's really where I was. It was like, okay, am I going to stay on the pole and then let, let them take me down the wussy way? Or am I going to jump off and, and go after this ball? And at that point it's like, those are my two choices. There is no other. And commit to one enact my will for that one and stick by it. And so that was that self-discipline of that piece is to say, check myself, self, how is this helping us? It is not. So check you, shut up and jump or shut up and tell them to take you down. And so I did. I shut up and jumped. Um, And I don't walk out to my car to get ice cream and think, oh my goodness, I should have jumped off that pole. And so I have no regrets. And so sometimes self-discipline is just, okay, self, Know your weaknesses. Know what you're doing in that moment that keeps you teetering, tottering, or jumping jacks. Not jumping jacks. What is that called? Hopscotch. No, it's not hopscotch. Double Dutch. There we go. Double Dutch. You know, you're doing double Dutch. You're double dutching back and forth. You know, you're in and out, in and out, in and out, but you're really not making a commitment on either side. And in life, you can't double Dutch. You got to make a decision. And so when you get to this place where you feel really fearful in your mind, you think I'm doing double Dutch right now and figure out where the double Dutch is. And use that will to overcome that piece of yourself. You know, enact that will, talk about that self-love, and then get to the place where you learn to control yourself and you control that mental dialogue. You control that place in your mind where you're telling yourself, I can do, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. And you're basically saying the same thing in a loop. Stop the loop. Control you. And then let that action reflect that control. That's the self-control saying I'm going to change my action based on this decision. 
And so if your decision is to jump off the pole, jump off the pole, don't talk about it. Don't talk to yourself about it. Don't keep talking to everybody about it. Just do it. Say, okay, I'm, I say yes. And let your actions reflect your decision. And that's the self-control piece. I choose to have my actions reflect what I said I said yes to, what I said I have the will to do, what I say I love myself enough to do. And that's it for today, folks. So please check me out on Healing Acts at Twitter, Facebook, and uh, the Focus B Minute, which is our radio program that I have um, and it's growing. And you guys have been doing awesome. Please check out The Path to Loving Yourself at Amazon and check me out there too. Um, I love hearing from you guys. So please email me at Kersner, K-E-R-Z-N-E-R, Jessica, J-E-S-S-I-C-A, at gmail.com. I love you guys. Glad to be back. And I can't wait to talk to you again. Have a good day, guys. 